five, four. for the world of podcasting for you those of you who do not know me i am perry jericho your fan favorite your party host and the most importantly the most charismatic podcast host to ever enter your living rooms via podbean and for those of you that do know me all hail the ayatollah of rock and roller this podcast was once a trend-setting captivating program has now deteriorated into cliched and let's face it boring snooze fest in need of a knight in shining armor Perry, Jer- Perry Jericho has come to save You Wish You Could podcast. There is a steady stream of uninterested, untalented, and mediocre podcast hosts that no one cares about, like Canatella, Vasey, and Ortiz. Stupid idiots. The new millennium of You Wish You Could has arrived, and things will never, ever be the same again. Who in the blue hell do you think you are? interrupting our podcast and not even having the balls to introduce yourself. Well, I already told you. It doesn't matter who you are. <coughs> it's too, too bad, bad that, that we're, we're too good. If you smell what the podcast is cooking. Welcome to another episode of You Wish You Could Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, you might as well call me Danny Tanner because it's a full fucking house in here tonight. I got Perry Jericho to my right. Hey guys, I'm in the uh, the lovely New York studios tonight for once. Studio? <laughs> you that mean the, the crack way, dead. <laughs> nicest way anybody's ever put where we fucking record. Along with Brian Ortiz. What's up? And his brother, Dan Ortiz. Hello, people. And Jocelyn's here. you're you're allowed to say hi at that point hi Uh, along with the obnoxious infamous Mike Vasey Uh, you can call me John Stamos today (laughs) (laughs) since we're making full house (laughs) anyone's Uncle Jesse it's me that's true so then that means Becky's right here also Sam (laughs) and my beautiful lovely wife Lindsay would that make her Michelle Tanner? No, no, it's weird. <laughs> <laughs> That's my daughter. Well, I mean, then <laughs> Lindsay's dead. Okay. Oh no, she he got married like at the end of the se- season Would series. That be the dog. I want to be the dog. <laughs> that is she's a dog. I mean, she is a bitch. Whoa! <laughs> Things just got what, she way as great. Does that me. make Brian Joey? Yes. Yeah, oh please, so. yes. All right. Cut it out. <laughs> 
All right, let's get into wrestling. Enough of this full house <laughs> crap. Uh, gorilla position. Uh, oh, no, actually, I'm sorry. Uh, what we got going on tonight, Raw Review, and we're going to do our all-American episode, uh, all about American uh, patriots of wrestling and uh, pa- American villains of wrestling, as well as an amazing interview of one of the most patriotic wrestlers in history. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the You Wish You Could podcast. USA. USA. All right, you all right over there? Yeah, I'm fucking <laughs> every time. All right, so guys, what do you want to do? Do you want to hear that amazing interview? Should we hold out on that? Um, we definitely got to go through gorilla position. Let's do our raw review and let's save that amazing interview for like the in between when we're about to do our American segment. I'm fine with that. All right, so gorilla position. Um, just a couple things that we're going to go over. Apparently, according to reports, um, everybody's questioning me on this, but from what I've read, Roman Reigns officially uh, got suspended for popping Molly because he's apparently a 16-year-old girl. He popped the Molly. He's sweating. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's what I've read. Um, Wait, so he did Molly? That's yeah. fucking awesome. I would totally party with him. Don't look at me like that. It was a joke, all right? Calm down. You better not be popping Molly's, okay? <laughs> Marissa Tomei's got to kick your fucking ass. <laughs> look at her fucking face. I'm never here. I don't get to see her faces when Basie says stupid shit. So this is classic <laughs> for me. Well, I don't listen. It's, it's, it's too early. It, it's, it's, it's the first mean face she's actually given me. The other, she just kind of brushes yeah. me off. But, you know, being a former drug addict and making you know, jokes about being, you know, doing drugs is probably, you know, probably not the frowned upon. Not, the best. not in your best interest. <clears throat> um, by the way, I just want to uh, just want to apologize if there's any loud bangs. Um, that is the wonderful fireworks going on overhead, not us being shot at because we were in the ghetto. Uh, so just, th- just throwing that out there. Um, so any, oh, Atami Returns. Um, Hideo yes. Tommy returns. But uh, before we go to that, I just <coughs> want to throw out something. Apparently reading, uh, because of this whole suspension of Roman Reigns, uh, Vince McMahon has a theory and plan where, or in place where he's going to send Roman Reigns back down and make him work his way back up and make him get over with the fans that way. Good. Good. Okay. It's the way it should have been from go. Yeah. Okay. So you're okay with this? Yeah, no, I think... If he's going to do it and he's going to come up from the bottom, he should get it naturally instead of everybody pushing him so hard for fans that like it's it's like the opposite reaction of it. So I don't listen. If I was Roman Reigns, there's only one way to describe it. I'm pissed now. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> listen, he fucked up. You know what? You got to go back to the bottom of the totem pole, work your way up, and honestly, it'll probably be better for his career in the long run than him them pushing him so so hard and yeah. not getting anywhere, and then they're just gonna. The, they're going to bump him down anyway, but for the wrong reasons. Just shoving him down. Yeah, the, no, I The got only you. person who can do drugs and not get pushed all the way down is Randy Orton, okay? This is very true. He's done it many times in his career. Um, all right, so Atami returns. Um, he did a six-man tag down in NXT. Correct. Good. Um, who did he, he teamed with? Um, was it American Alpha? That's what I read. And against Joe, Blake, and somebody, a third guy. Uh, yeah, that. another third, like, heel from the, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, obviously it's great to see a Tommy back. Um, he's missed, what, over a year now? Yeah. Like, 13, 14 months, something yeah. like that? It took longer <clears throat> for him to heal than they thought. So, hopefully he gets rolling 
maybe we get a match with him and Nakamura. I that would be intense. Yeah, people would mark in their pants for that. Well, yeah, oh. they both do strong style, so. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it, it's definitely good. I don't think he's going to be getting called up anytime soon. No. There's a whole bunch of other guys that are he getting... He needs some seasoning, and he needs mic work. He, he's not fluent on the mic like Nakamura is. Uh, do you think Nakamura's fluent on the mic? He's better. He speaks more fluent English than uh, Tommy does. True. Okay. I see what you're saying. Uh, <clears throat> all right. So that's that. Um, and then the one thing I want to talk about, which was actually brought up a couple times between us, is uh, Lesnar picked for the cover of 2K17 <coughs> and uh, is going to be fighting in UFC 200. Uh, I know Perry is definitely not for him being on the cover of 2K17. I would say that there are a bunch of people that deserve it more, um, but I don't disagree with the fact that he deserves to be on the cover. Why is he on the cover? He's going to sell it. Yeah, it's a oh, he's he, he, Brock Lesnar should not be on a fucking cover of a goddamn wrestling. Game. Brock Lesnar's gonna sell it. He's the guy that they're like, hey, we want to sell copies of this. Let's put Lesnar on it. Yeah. When was the last time that we really saw him? I, I don't think it's when that. Was the last time? I don't think it's that. I think it's the mainstream crossover that they're looking at here. So fucking stupid. They, they're putting him on there because they're gonna get people going. Oh, I know that guy from USC. I know who he is. Yeah. Everyone that, knows Brock Lesnar. Yeah, correct. That's what they want. Not everybody knows who he is. That's look at the last two covers. It was Austin and then The Rock. People are just going to mistake it for a UFC game. game. This is the thing. Like, <clears throat> let's move out of this now. We put Austin on. That's fine. You want to do the like whole storyline, the Stone Cold storylines, and all yeah. that good stuff. Whatever. Like now, let's start moving past this and stop putting like part timers and legends on covers of like current wrestling games. <clears throat> unless it's going to be a Legends of WrestleMania game or some kind of other Legends game. Let's move forward. Let's put Rollins on it. Let's put... I don't even... You know what? Reigns was their guy, like, almost all year. Put Reigns on it. Why are you going to put Brock Lesnar? Guy never showed up. He doesn't give a shit. He's there for a fucking paycheck. Yeah. I'm just... I just don't agree with it. I would have took Goldberg over fucking... I would have taken Goldberg well, over Goldberg is Brock a main feature in the game. I know he's going to fame this year. I, I think so. I, yeah. I just... They could have done anybody. They really could have done anybody. And I just don't understand why Brock Lesnar... And while I, I didn't mean to cut you off, Perry, but while I know I'm contradicting myself in saying this, um, they're in Miami. Um, there's one clear-cut person that deserves to go in the Hall of Fame that's not in the Hall of Fame yet. They're in Miami. I know where he's going. Put The Rock in. Yeah. Oh, oh, but I thought you said The Rock sucked, Mike. <coughs> the Rock is a horrible person. I'm going <laughs> to... <laughs> but the fact that he deserved... I think The Undertaker deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. I think the, there's a lot of people that deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. It has nothing to do with my opinion on the person. My opinion is my fucking opinion. The fact of the matter is The Rock Your was... Your opinion is shit! <laughs> the Rock was a trailblazer, quote-unquote, for the... And I don't mean to use puns there, but the guy, you know, he revolutionized wrestling for a time period. Wasn't my style, did not like him. Um, Wasn't The Rock on... Um... He was a couple years ago. It was The Rock, and the reverse cover was Dan O'Brien because yeah. people I'm not say, talking about the. I'm talking about Hall of Fame. No, I know, oh. I know, but he's saying. Oh, that, that's what I was saying. I thought. I thought we were. I no, we were talking about. We were talking about the Hall, Hall of Fame. Fame. No, he definitely. He changed. You know what I mean? He. And not that he necessarily changed the business, but he was the head of this company for a very for long time. Such a long time yeah. that you can't ignore it. People don't realize he was the head of the. Sorry, basically. Um, but he was head of WWE and the leader of them for longer than Stone Cold was. And Stone Cold was there for a very brief period of time. What? You just said that The Rock, the guy you hate, yeah. was more popular and more of a the guy than your favorite wrestler ever. Again, uh, I understand no, that. Sorry, it's my, you my, admit you'd like. uh, It's called an opinion, sir. Uh, opinion is shit! Facey's unfortunately not in the room because his head doesn't fit in here with everybody else's, so... Uh. <laughs> <laughs> That's definitely what your mom said. Oh, no! Oh, man. Oh. <laughs> 
I'm Sorry. telling I'm telling Janine. <laughs> Mom! <laughs> you just agree. Mom! The meatloaf. <laughs> Alright, uh, let's go into Raw. Do you want to oh, do wait, good? Wait, wait, one more. Uh, go ahead. Jerry Lawler being oh. reinstated. Thank you for reminding me, sir. Hmm. Yes, so obviously the charges were dropped. His uh, girlfriend, fiance, whatever she is, came out and said it was a big misunderstanding. Yeah, they paid her off. That's what happened. Uh, how is Allegedly. It a, how Allegedly. It, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't, please don't come after me. <laughs> please don't put a hit out. <laughs> She's already got one for saying that uh, Stephanie fucked her brother. They're listening. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> but... Just to clear things up, you said Run. Beyonce, not Beyonce, right? Because it'd be totally great if you punched Beyonce. <laughs> you want to do the Taker thing, too? Yes, the go, beat? please. Dan, you want to read them? All right, I'll do this. Uh, so, as everyone knows, Undertaker and Vince have been going back and forth about whether he's going to wrestle again, whether he's not. Well, there's an interesting series of tweets from The Undertaker, oddly enough, uh, last week. Actually, starting on June 20th through uh, the 27th. So on the 27th, he actually tweets out, Orlando will always be a place of my cold heart because WrestleMania 24 was when I won the World Heavyweight Championship. Then he writes, I will come back, hashtag WrestleMania 33. Four days later, he follows it up with a tweet saying, there will be a reckoning. That's all he wrote. Then on the 27th, his last tweet was, time will stand when I return. Hell will rise once again. Tick tock, the dead always rise. And then his last tweet from later on that day, he actually retweeted a photo that somebody sent him, and it's actually a WrestleMania 33 uh, fan cover poster of John Cena and Undertaker facing off, and it says all, all led to this. Hmm. So, is this? I I kind of liked. Um, I don't know if you guys remember this. I'm dating myself, but back when Ruthless Aggression era started. Um, the John Cena Undertaker feud yes. was one of my favorites. When he was doing that rap in the cemetery, yeah. and he was calling out the dead man all the time, and their match, uh, their their match eventually was actually not that bad. I loved heel Cena. Yeah, like heel Cena, the the white rapper who didn't give a shit, and his his finisher was the fu. Yep, like. That was great. And then, of course, you knew he was a good guy once they changed it to the attitude adjustment. But that, honestly, I think because of how experienced Cena is now and how he's kind of becoming a better wrestler, him and Undertaker could probably tear it up. I don't doubt that. And the storyline behind it writes itself. Cena's first match in, Undertaker gave him props in the backstage, and everybody remembers that. Um, There's so much that you can write for this story, and it's literally like the penultimate WrestleMania match. It it becomes, I think it becomes uh, Cena wanting to earn his respect one more time. It's a passing of the torch for the locker room. Yeah. You know, Cena takes over the locker room, and... Taker goes away. Yeah. yeah. I fully expect Undertaker to play the heel in this situation. Oh, yeah. Oh, really? Expect. Yeah. No, I think Undertaker goes full heel on this. Mm-hmm. Cena has to win and put him to rest. I think this should be Undertaker's last Well, match. he is. I think that's what they're, that's they're what going towards. Yeah, I think that's what he's going towards. But for. I think, as normally I'm not like a giant Cena person, but I think this is actually one of the one of the better calls Yeah. is to have him end it with Cena. If the pattern with people retiring is usually... They, they, you know, do the job to somebody that they fully respect. And you in can, the business, yeah. you know, even with like Flair and Michaels and things like that, like it's people that they fully respect. And I don't think anyone has really come as far that's on main roster that's current as John Cena. No, there's nobody that so. could do 
what John Cena could do, and that would be put Undertaker to rest. Yeah, and I think if you know if anybody was gonna have that respect from the Undertaker, it probably is John Cena. I don't think there's anybody else on the roster that would I would see, say like hold a candle to John Cena in the Undertaker's eyes anyway. Especially with time too. Cena's been there for such a long time, and yeah. all these guys now they're so new, and we're kind of seeing the end of all these older guys and. Um, so I think that's a, I think it's a good call, and I think I hope it is his last match because I don't think he has too much left in him. No. And I think it's time for him to retire, be put in the Hall of Fame, and walk away. I, I don't think, I don't think it's going to be the greatest match ever. Don't get me wrong. No, no, I, no, don't no. I don't think it's going to be the greatest match ever. It's going to be a good match. They could but, surprise. I mean, look what Undertaker uh, did with Lesnar. Yeah, and that's another thing. Now that <laughs> thank you for bringing that up because that's what I wanted to talk about. If he has this respect for Cena. And Cena's the guy he's passing the torch to. Then why did he lose to Lesnar? Uh, I don't get it. That's not his call. I know it's not his call. I understand that point. Uh, and it was one of the shocks of I oh, think, yeah. our whole life. We were, we were, all of us were together our for whole that. Life. Yeah, yeah. We we, that was our first away. WrestleMania party. Like there was our first huge one. There yeah. was like what, maybe sixty people in this backyard, and yeah. as soon as that bell hit three, everyone was silent. As soon as this, yeah, everyone my brother, was silent. brother cried. Like, no, it was, was great. Just, he was beside himself. That was it. Yeah. Nobody knew what to do. Like everybody was. We just I, looked at each other. We thought it was. We were like, no, nah, that's not real, right? That didn't happen. Yeah. Half the audience did the same shit. Yeah, I just think that if <clears throat> this match would have meant more. If he was still undefeated, oh, for, yeah. And like, no, th- it would if be... they go with the heel heel taker, which, by the way, he's probably one of the best heels. Mm-hmm. Uh, as um, I love him as a heel. That's what I'm trying to say. Now he's the best heel, but I think that it should have been like, okay, you're you're undefeated streak. I'm coming after it. I'm gonna do what no man ever has done. Like everybody always says, and he says, if you beat me, I'll never wrestle again. But that would definitely lead to we know takers losing. Well, when you I, say those words in the professional wrestling industry, all smart fans—I don't mean to say smart marks because it, it sounds like a or like a diss to us—but we know okay that means that this guy's going, the other guy's going to go over, and he's retiring at WrestleMania. Unless they're listening to us and they know, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, they know to change it up. <laughs> but uh, to just to, um, this is the last thing I'm going to say, and then I'll let everybody else say their final pieces. But to what everybody else is saying before, it's not going to be a great match. These are two of the best storytellers in the ring in the business right now. These two can tell a story in the ring that no but two other guys can tell, and it's going to make for a match where you're on the edge of your seat the whole time, probably. Not because there's going to be spots and because you know people are going through tables. And this, no, because these two tell a story, just like Triple H and Undertaker did, and you want to know how the outcome is going to lead. Um, I think another part, two people who told great stories, and this is me, biased opinion, Orton and Cena. Their matches oh, were great. Their fuses were their fuses were amazing. Yeah. My one of my favorite matches is the I Quit match. Mm. Uh, that's actually the match that gave me respect for Cena. Is the match that Orton pretty much bent this dude over and butt fucked him. Because yeah. remember when he hung handcuffed him to the ring post? Yeah. And was just hitting him across the chest, like just going to town with that kendo stick, and Cena was just eating it. Yeah. Bro. That was the match that gave me respect, and those guys could definitely tell a story, too. Agreed. And Orton and Triple H, those, those fans, yeah. too. All right, anything else before we move on to Raw? All right, Raw! Um, good, bad, or ugly first, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Can I do mine real quick, because we already know what it is? Vasey didn't watch Raw, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> shock, shock me, shock me! The shocker around the world. I'm the shock master. How about we go through... I don't think we've done ugly first before. 
No. So we'll go backwards. We'll go ugly, bad, good. Ugly, big watching. <sighs> yeah, we know. It's not my fault. I work late. Okay. <laughs> ugly, ugly, ugly. Stop putting Natty on commentary. I know it was like for yeah. a certain purpose, and we were like, you know, she was going to get attacked, and things were going to get crazy, but she repeated herself over and over and over again. Um, I just couldn't. I don't think she said more than like two phrases, and I think she repeated herself maybe like six times and then somebody finally attacked her like it almost felt like somebody was missing their cue and then she was just like saying the cue again she's like yeah. um my cat on instagram <laughs> my cat is on instagram just to piggyback on like, that that was awful there was one good thing that came of her being on commentary and summer the, rain not wrestling well besides that <laughs> um the fact that she said enough is enough and it's time for a change yeah yeah that was great. But she's she's said that before. That's another thing that she's like said before, and I'm like, oh, you're overdoing it. It was like nice the first I don't, time. And I've never heard her say that. She's she said shit like that before. It's because it? normally we don't pay attention to. <laughs> but that was awful. I was like, you know, when you just like embarrassed for other people, like when you watch American Idol and they're like singing, they're terrible. Oh yeah, or so when we hang out together. But I like what they're doing. I like that they're they're furthering the feud and that it was for a reason. She didn't sit there and do a whole match. So that's the, that's one thing I did like about it. Yeah. Um, it was the deadest crowd I've seen in months. Like, th- nobody popped for a damn thing, and there was some pretty decent pop moments. Where were they? What? Where were they? Uh, Tampa, I think. Yeah. So it was like a whole bunch of old people and Florida Mexicans. Florida sucks. Florida's awful. Yeah. Uh, for the record, it's not Mexicans. It's Cubans and Dominicans. Okay, sorry. So Brian's people are not there. <laughs> you just gotta stay accurate. Uh, <laughs> can you stop it? It's my <laughs> friends. I can make no, fun of them. Right now, because I, I, I name-dropped those two. Who? We're going to get lots of hits. In Cubans time. and Puerto Ricans, is that what you said? I said Dominican. Oh, Dominican. It, it ends in a can, okay? I don't know. Wow! <laughs> uh, we're going to edit that. We're going to edit that real quick. <laughs> and most guys end in Mike's can. Oh, damn it. <laughs> oh, no, we can't end it now. That was great. Oh, that was great. <laughs> All right. We saved it. <laughs> Save the intro. one, USA zero. <laughs> All right, uh, <laughs> Brian. Anything ugly from you besides your face? Uh, yeah, uh, nice try there. <laughs> Real good. Um, the Apollo Crews and Cesaro versus uh, Sheamus about the real match. You thought the whole match was bad? Yeah, just I'm tired of seeing those four guys fight. I think Cesaro and Crews actually make a decent tag team, but they, I don't want to see them as a tag no, team. No, not at all. But <laughs> I'm hoping they might go somewhere with Cesaro and Rusev after what they did on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think so though. Maybe they push Cesaro back into the IC title, but. I'm t- I'm also tired of Rusev and Titus. I'm done. Already, with them. I'm done with them already. Okay. I just feel like you know Titus isn't gonna get the win. Maybe he gets them on Monday because they're having a U.S. title match on Monday. But I actually read today about that. It's uh, almost been confirmed Cesaro is gonna get that U.S. title match. Really? I read that earlier today. Actually, I, they announced Rusev's Titus though. Did they? Yeah. Oh, I saw some. And a six, was uh, sixteen man. International uh, Team America versus Team International oh, elimination match. What the fuck? That's for Raw, they they announced everything for Raw already because they usually have poor ratings on Fourth uh, of July. Was Teddy yeah. Long there? <laughs> no, I wish. <laughs> he comes Great out. Team match. Player. Wait, you're saying for the United States title? You, I had uh, well, Sorrow and and Rusev were going to fight for the U.S. title because Sorrow won the number one contenders. They, yeah, but they, they fought on SmackDown. They fought on SmackDown. Yeah, then I read he's getting a rematch. Oh, he got that, back right after the match. Oh, that I didn't see. What about the stuff with Titus? Because they're they were kind of like moving it towards where they did the whole thing where there's like kind of like humiliated in front of his kids and like all this stuff. They were kind of like building something there and they, they, they squashed that. Yeah, they that America. was about it. They just like squashed it. America. They were like, nah, we're so. good. I, 
I don't think it went over as well as I hoped, and they were just like, eh, no. And they were like, no. Okay. Oh, right. I'll grab Titus, never mind. The, uh... If I know, uh, so something else I have is that I feel like the only ugly thing, as the, just in the current scheme of things right now, is WWE has so many undecided superstars right now that they're just like they have no idea what they want to do with them. Uh, Cesaro, Titus O'Neil, Cruz, and I really think that they don't know what to do with Rusev. They have him with the uh, U.S. title right now, but other than that, if he didn't have that U.S. title, they'd be like, uh, yeah, let's put Rusev over here. Yeah. Why not move him up? I don't know. Why not have him blow through the roster as the United States champion, get to the next level, the next level, the next level? Why not do that with Cesaro? Why not do that with Titus? I don't know. I think I feel like Rusev has more of the momentum right now than the other two. Aside Cesaro. from Cesaro. Oh, okay. Aside from Cesaro. I'd agree with the other two, but Cesaro, I think Cesaro has the more no. momentum out of all those four I just named. He does, but they don't ever put him in a spot to like no. be any kind of champion. Because like, you can't have a Bulgarian face a Swiss for the United States title. An American has to take that title back. Just Kurt like that. See, Kurt Kurt yes. Kurt I called this at the WrestleMania where they faced each other that it would have been a better idea if Rusev goes on one of his tangents. Uh, Nobody can be Rusev, you know, and then all of a sudden you just boom, that fucking music hits. I swear to God, that'll be the first time ever in the history of WWE where the roof actually blows off. Uh, it's pretty, yeah. Mm-hmm. I would, I'm being, I don't think... How many years I've been saying it? Yeah. I'm well, like, please, Kurt Angle. According to Kurt Angle directly, um, he's been in talks with Triple H and Vince McMahon. He's not coming back this year, but there is a very big speculation that comes that back That could year. also be a swerve, they uh, said, too. I know. I know, and I said it uh, last time we were talking about it. It very easily can be a swerve so that people are, like, thrown off their scent. And so. they stop thinking about it, and they're like, no, it's not going to happen. Correct. You know. No, I know. Um, any uh, bad for anybody, or are we still, anybody else have any ugly? Uh, I, I kind of, other than I would put the beginning of the promo on good, Rollins making fun of Reigns. The mm. rest of that promo, the opening promo, I just didn't like it. Yeah, it's just too much, too long. Very stale. Yeah. but again, the crowd definitely didn't help. No, I don't, I don't. Not that this is like totally terrible or awful, but I don't like the different. I don't like seeing different canes. <laughs> I think you should. I think I you had should. That on here. Well, I think you yeah. should be one or the other because it's like it's hard to see in the back in the back segments that you see corporate Keane and he's kind of goofy and like weird now. Yeah. And then he comes out and faces the Miz and he's like the Demon Kane again. But he, you can't take him seriously. You can't be intimidated by Demon Kane D- when you just saw corporate Keane in the back being like this silly, like weird, wants to be the GM of of SmackDown. Uh, I agree with that. And did anybody else notice that they tried to make us think that Kane had some like weird, like Star Wars powers and like hurt Maurice from like where he was standing? Really? Yeah. It was really like obviously really? it turned out where it was like okay she was acting, but it almost was like let's see if we can fool them. It seemed at like first like Papa Shango kind of shit, but yeah. um. But then it was just kind of, you got the hint that she was just doing it to get him out of the match. Yeah. But um, I wish the Miz would stop flapping his fucking arms when they announced him in the beginning. And he, <laughs> nobody can see me right now, but I'm like, <laughs> like this, where he's like flapping. I don't know if he's like telling the crowd to shut the fuck up yeah. or like what he's doing, but it just, he looks like. It, it like, seems like he's trying to get himself hype or something like it's that. It's awful. He doesn't get hype. It's so he stays bad. Hype. He's not Mojo Rawley. So bad. Or writer. He usually does it where he takes off his sunglasses after doing it, and he didn't do So it was just really weird to just see him flap his arms like he was going to fly. I mean, he's an ugly little duckling. It's strange anyway. Is he... 
flapping them like up and down. Was like, or is he just shaking them like? Kind of like if you're a quarterback, like you're telling the crowd to like quiet down. Omaha, really Omaha, Omaha, Omaha. <laughs> All right, so he's Omaha. Yeah, I have no that. arguments here because you don't get more American than Omaha. No, you don't. Fifty Omaha said what? <laughs> I feel like this raw was good. Yeah. Like I didn't mind watching it, but I, now that I'm looking at my my stuff that like I jotted down from it, <laughs> I feel like I have more bad than good. Yeah. But I liked watching it. Like, I think it just maybe was entertaining, even though it was bad. Yeah. Um, the Darren Young thing. Uh, I'm guess, over it. Man, stop kidding yourself. You were never gonna main event WrestleMania. No. When he's like, oh, I'm gonna you know main event WrestleMania, never gonna happen. No. Ever. How lucky if he gets the main event. Of never. Main event. Uh-huh. <laughs> I see what he did there. Has <laughs> he wrestled yet, or is it just straight up promos? It's promos. promos. Is it? Uh, is he in the ring now? No, not nope. even good promos. Just in the back with Bob Backlund on the split screen, and it, it's just terrible. It's almost like Bob Backlund knows he's a gay black man and doesn't want to do a promo in the same room with him. Yeah, he's so. like, no, I'm good over here. I'm good over here, guy. I'm good on the via satellite. Yeah. Uh, the only other bad I had, um, and this was hysterical, but it was so bad. Social outcast telling everybody how hard they were. Like, yeah. literally. Oh. You're so I, hard. I had no. that. I no. had on the good. <laughs> that was <laughs> funny. <laughs> not, not so much that part. I had the enhancement talents on the good. Yeah. That's yes, exactly. Uh, we'll go right into good then. Are we going into are we going into good now? Yeah, we're going into what good. we're going to do. Yeah, do it. The jobbers list? are back. Jobbers. The jobbers yes. are back. Jocelyn, Jocelyn, my wife, has never... Um, experienced real jobbers before she's she's heard us talk about um like making people jobbers that are already like main roster people yeah and she's probably um, like what's the jobber she yeah no she was like she's like no but who are those guys they weren't even announced and i was like no they were they just they, they're jobbers and she's like i heard you talk about that but it was like seriously like a kid that lives in the desert seeing snow for the first time like she could <laughs> <laughs> not believe that jobbers were like real things yeah I was stoked. Like Bring them back. Thing back in our day. All the way. F- uh, fun fact. The No Way Out, where Sheamus was world champion, and, da- and Dolph Ziggler and him faced off, and it was the first match, and they stole the show. That m- had Ryback in it, and Ryback took on two guys in the ring, and those two guys were at the wrestling school that I went to, and I know those guys. One's John Silva... And uh, dude's a beast. He's like five foot four, and he's just jacked out of his mind. But he's a great wrestler. But obviously, he's way too short to yeah. be a wrestler. And then the Italian dude was like, he had a Jersey Shore gimmick Ugh. mixed with uh, FBI. And what? Uh, that sounds so bad. Yeah, <laughs> it's awful. <laughs> I mean, but no, he was. Um, they were, they were good. I mean, they definitely took an ass beating really well. But you know, Ryback did the you know the two verse one, and he. Jack those dudes up, and I knew those guys, so I cool. actually know jobbers. <laughs> <laughs> um, we already talked about the Rollins promo in the beginning with uh, him using <laughs> the suspension as a heel tactic. What? My only other good was the talk, uh, the Jericho yes. highlight reel with Zayn and Owens. I can listen to Zane, Owens, and Jericho go back and forth all day long. I can just listen to Zane and uh, Owens. That too. Best feud going in WWE right now. You had three Canadians in one ring. <laughs> you cannot go wrong with that. And Kevin Owens was wearing his pajamas that night. I'm not <laughs> yeah. really sure what the fuck he was wearing, yeah, but yeah. it looked like he was wearing his PJs. Tap out gear. So. Yeah. 
But I was like, oh my god, they're all Canadian. This is amazing. Yeah, they went into the back and apologized to each other afterwards. It's a Canadian joke. No, yeah. hey. <laughs> it's America Day. I, I love that they hit the huluva kick and the super kick at the same time. Yes. That was awesome. That was cool. Drink it in, man. So bad. I'm so, like, he over sounds the like he's drink on it drugs in, when he does yeah, that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's like he's an old he, hippie. It's amazing. He's an old hippie. No, he's not. Yeah, he's like he a rock guy, and then, and then he's like a hippie when he hits the ring. But just, he can't do i feel like he can't do it with a straight face like he wants to laugh like he knows everyone else is laughing like when you tell a joke and you know everyone's laughing and you kind of laugh too agreed mm -hmm. he's, he's like a heel big lebowski hey, wasn't big lebowski heel no well he was the he's, he's the dude well the dude the big lebowski <laughs> was uh the guy i think that sent the dudes to beat him up and pee on his carpet gotcha uh the dude was uh jeff bridges yeah. yeah, that's what I meant. Okay, more, more Jeff, like that. The heel Jeff Bridges. Yeah. Okay. Um, one more good. I completely forgot about it, and I don't know how I did. The New Day making fun of the Wyatts. How did I forget about that? <laughs> I actually great. saw that and I laughed my ass. So, so using the fucking up. yeah, using the fucking uh, the, the, the unicorn horns as the lantern. <laughs> yeah. It was hysterical, and the only thing that threw me off was that Xavier Woods was not about it, and obviously he was working. But it's just like, well, what's going on here? Like, why are you so, so uncomfortable with this? And I remember I told we were talking about this when it was happening. Yeah. Um, what way do you get the Wyatts over heel? Because I think they want them to be true heels. Mm -hmm. You break up the New Day with the Wyatts. I can't. I really don't want to see I, that. I don't want to see it happen either, but how there's do you get heat a, on them? They're such a strong team. Like, I feel yeah. like breaking it up would be stupid. It would be the dumbest idea they've had. Yeah. But I get what Brian's saying. Like, I get it. It would make people, like, pissed. The only way it works is that every Royal Rumble, Xavier Woods attacks Big E. Oh, yeah. <laughs> strike Force. Like, like, <laughs> Viva La Strike Force. Viva La Strike Force. <laughs> um, I think the only other thing, and I don't even know if it's like good, it's bad, it's, it's kind of in the middle of everything. Uh, they're setting up AJ Cena for uh, Battleground, which I think will eventually culminate at SummerSlam. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If these have two pay big payoff matches, this feud ends up being a great feud. Um, that can turn into something big for WWE, or they can just kind of shit the bed. Mm. Uh, so I guess we'll just wait and see what that means. You mean leads like to. their first match? Match was great. It ended on. And that's what kills I know. the match. I know. No, I, I agree with you 100%. You, that's like, that's like going on a roller coaster, and the end is just like the dumbest thing ever. You just go up a hill and down a hill, and yeah. it just stops. Yeah. It normally it's like a corkscrew where you go up and upside down through a freaking giant circle. I don't know. I, I kind of because nitro like it start like the nitro beginning of the roller coaster is like the best part, and then everything else is like yay, yay. Which would mean that ride sucks. You don't like nitro? Nah, I've never oh. been to Six Flags. What? Nah. Are you American? I am American. I don't think so. Take that flag down. Don't you dare. <laughs> Um, are we done with Raw? No, we got the we got the uh, Go the women's tag matches. Okay. Well, the women's tag match. Tag match. Which wow, that was a good. It was short, but it was short, but it was it decent. It was a good match. And I like that there was a clean win. Yeah. For once, I love the bank statement. I love that move. That move is great. I love it. Yeah. yeah. I love it. And uh, my wife is so upset about Dolph Ziggler dating Dana Brooke. <laughs> you said this before. So <laughs> upset. I know, but these people don't know about it. And then we find out <laughs> earlier when we when I had mentioned it that she thought when I said that they were dating, she thought it was 
like part of the show. Kayfabe. Baby. So now she's like super even more mad <laughs> that Dana Brooke knows they are dating. Like she thinks he she is like totally below him. Well, they look like brother and sister. It's weird. No, yeah. it is. It's weird. Yeah. I don't. She gives me bad feelings. Like I don't like her. Yeah. Um. I'm gonna ask this question. I want to see what everybody's opinion is. Do you think that they're using Dana. Sasha? Yes. Uh, do you think they're using <laughs> Sasha Banks correctly? Um, do you think that she should be billed as this badass that can kick uh, Charlotte's ass, or should she be the female Daniel Bryan? No. She was, shouldn't. Why she, do people do that? I ask a two-part no. fucking question, I'm, and I get well, a I'm, I'm answering the last part of it. No, I don't think she should be the Daniel Bryan. I think it was a totally different, totally different situation when Sasha Banks came through than when Daniel Bryan came in. Daniel Bryan literally, like, when he came in, he looked like this, like, little twerpy guy. He worked his way all the way up. Even, like, his body completely changed in that time frame. Yes. You know what I mean? I Where I feel like Sasha Banks kind of came in as a badass, so, like, what... You can't, like, be Which, like, ah, we're going to push you down, and then you're going to come back up just to just to make this happen, make this story happen. The only thing she should come in, I think she should kick ass and, and take what she deserves and and be simple. a fighting champion. Okay. Just because knowing her body and work in NXT, um, you know she's a badass already, but so f- I feel like... Only a quarter of the main uh, roster fans know that right now. Yeah. So I think they're trying to build her up, kind of, because that's how they built her up in NXT as well. She didn't just come in and, you know, and she wasn't just the main focus point of the show. She had to earn her way. She came in. She was a jobber for the NXT Women's Division. She was told all she was going to ever be in NXT was a good hand, mm-hmm. which is disrespect to someone and she had tremendous talent yeah and they told her she's just going to be a good hand and that's it and she built herself up she got on shows she took advantage of everything she ever did so building up as a daniel bryan yes i can see it i don't like it Mm. i think that road has been taken too often lately uh they're supposedly trying to do the same thing with Sami Zayn. yeah um which it's more organic for him so I feel like it's okay for him, but Sasha, she's, again, she's a badass. She doesn't need to take that road. Okay. Uh, Vase, do you have a uh, input on this, or? Uh, well, I love uh, Sasha Banks. Uh, she was uh, she was that chick with, um, in the main, the triple threat at WrestleMania, right? Yes. Yeah, dude, that, that bitch is awesome. Uh, I don't really have an opinion because I haven't seen her wrestle other than that one, but, uh, I don't think anyone should do the Daniel Bryan thing because they can't do the Daniel Bryan thing because they're not Daniel Bryan. Agreed. Yeah. Um, all right. Um, Mr. Luger, what do you think? I don't know! Okay. <laughs> uh, Dan? <laughs> uh, well, to piggyback off what Brian was saying, I, I agree. I don't think the Daniel Bryan angle works for Sasha Banks. It's not her character. She's the boss. The legit boss. I'm a boss-ass bitch. bitch, bitch, bitch. <laughs> Taken in that direction actually takes it away from what her character is. It, it doesn't make her the boss. It brings her down a level and that just does, it just doesn't work with what they've built her to be so far. Yeah, pertaining to her character specifically right now, I agree with you 100%. Yeah. Here, here. It's just, I'm, I'm talking, I guess what I was referring to is in size comparison, like Charlotte and Sasha standing next to each other, you'd be like, that bitch is going to kick that little bitch's yeah. ass. Mm. Yeah, but that's most of their women's roster right now because Charlotte's just inhumanly large. Distra- I she's, think- but her pedigree, her in-ring talent already. Just Wait, she has the pedigree but, too? 
Yeah, she has the pedigree too, basically. I, I think yeah. in, in pedigree, take, take, you can take away some of that too because, yes, she's Flair's daughter, but she's only been wrestling for four years. Someone like Sasha's been wrestling 10, uh, 10 years, something like that now. Yeah, but... So she's been wrestling a lot longer. Charlotte just has it. Yeah. Like, I agree with Basie. It's, like, yeah. it's like Orton, man. Yeah. Orton just has it. Charlotte just has if it. Char- think, in her blood. I think Sasha does too. I think if they no, let exactly. her, I think if they let her go and do her thing, she'll be fantastic. If I feel like there's two things they can do with Sasha. They're either going to completely hold her back, mm-hmm. and she's not going to get any of this stuff out, and she's not <coughs> going to, she's not going to be great. Yeah, stuff like that where they kind of like hold you back, and then by the time you know it, your career's gone by, and they never let you go. Or they can just let her do her, and she'll be amazing. Correct. In all honesty, yeah. I think Sasha's the better pure performer. She's the better wrestler. So whereas, yeah. yes, Charlotte is the better to heal, she may have better stuff as far as that goes, um, and she might be the powerhouse as compared to a Sasha, but Sasha is a better worker. She can do things that Charlotte can, I think, and she can wrestle her to the mat where, so you know what? She takes advantage. She can take the size down. I think that's a non-factor. Great. What if Sasha is just another Dolph Ziggler? Oof, like really, yeah. really, like I look. I I we all cringed when he said that. Because <laughs> yeah. we're all Ziggler fans. Yeah. We believe in Ziggs. Anyway, when um, I lost my train of thought because I was just thinking of zigzags. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, like she's fucking awesome. Yeah, she she's a great wrestler. She's a great performer. You know everything you guys said, but maybe she's just good at getting her ass kicked. Because she does get her ass kicked a lot in her matches. Yeah. She takes really good bumps. That's why she's always getting knocked out. But there's a very specific or reason. Or hitting her in the head. Uh, yeah. There's a specific reason she wasn't the one to take the pinfall at WrestleMania. And I think that's because they're trying to preserve her. Yeah. She was doing Molly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and one other, one other uh, one comparison real quick, dude, from down in NXT. Look at the match Charlotte and Bailey had. Oh, it was... Uh, Charlotte, Charlotte, and Charlotte and Bailey, yeah. Okay. When Bailey was going for the women's side the, the first time around against Charlotte, phenomenal match, great match. But then look what Sasha and Bailey did after that. Oh, it was fantastic. The, probably, I'm gonna say the greatest women's match I've ever seen. Yeah, it's the one in Brooklyn, and I was there in Brooklyn, Brooklyn when it happened, and everybody was like, "You were with me, Dan." It was nuts. It was, it was one of the greatest matches of all time. Going back and watching literally it, literally blew off of that place, but yeah. Bailey won. I think that has to do a lot with uh, with chemistry between people too. I, you know, m- not necessarily is all Sasha. It might have just been the chemistry that those two had together. Mm-hmm. Because in NXT, Charlotte, I feel like was so much better. Like I feel like she yes. was a harder worker, and I feel like now that she's on main roster, and I'm not saying it's her. It might just be the people that are writing, yeah. and and kind of going from here. But I feel like she dropped a couple notches when she got to main roster, and I don't know if it's because hey, you were you were fighting to the top of the mountain, and now you're here. And now you don't have to work as hard? I I don't know if that's it or... I have something to throw in there because I, I agree with what you're saying, but I think it's something else. People are way more comfortable in NXT because okay. it's a proving ground, essentially. NCAA football comparing to NFL. You can say the same stuff. These mm-hmm. guys are co- they're trying for something. Yeah. Not saying that you're not trying on Raw. Yeah, you're not saying you're not trying on Raw or the main roster, whatever you want to call it. But there's something about NXT that brings out the best in people. There's a reason why Zack Ryder was better on NXT. Uh, Mojo Riley is better on NXT. Alex Ryder was better on NXT. Riley. What? Riley. 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 My apologies. And, and to to uh, to point to a little bit, um, I think on the main roster, they're told as heels, less is more. Yeah. 
they, you know, stick to the tried and true methods of what a heel is and what a heel can do. You don't have to go out there and show them your whole playbook to be the best heel you can. Just do some dirty moves and that's it. I think that's one of the reasons we haven't seen Charlotte at her best too is she's only doing so much. She's doing 25% of her playbook. Mm -hmm. If you give her a solid face run at some point, you're going to see more of her playbook extended out there, some more of her face stuff, and I think you're going to see a better worker and a better work rate out of her. Okay. Which is what I honestly hope happens at some point. Yeah. That's like um, CM Punk when he was a heel. Whenever he did like Raw or SmackDown, anytime he had a match, it was all heel moves. But when he had one of those grudge championship matches, like him and Cena, they put on a performance. There you go. There's another one with chemistry. Cena and uh, Punk. Cena, like a lot of people say Cena sucks as a wrestler, but there are some matches that Cena's involved with that are actually really good, mainly because of the other person. But <laughs> well, well, also, <laughs> hey, Cena's great, but mainly because of the people making him great. Well, also, yeah, Macy. To your point too, look at some of the guys he was throwing in the ring with. Great Collie. Yeah. Can't carry a match. No. Cena needs to be carried more no. so than he, he needs to carry the match. He fu'd him. Oh shit! Get him! Pop it off! Baby, what? Sorry. Uh, Push back stress. Any uh, final closing thoughts on Raw or anything else before we move on to our patriotic... Uh, oh, Jesus. Take cover. Fireworks, baby. <laughs> uh, before we move on to the patriotic uh, no, segment. Uh, I think we're good. good. All right. So, uh, wearing my Patriots hat for this episode is great. Because uh, yeah, you don't wear a fucking Patriots hat every other episode. No, I'm pretty sure I wore my Red Sox hat the last few times. Did you? Yeah. By the way, Boston's where it all started. Not like settlers and shit, but the American Revolution started in Boston. Oh, yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you for that history lesson, sir. Um, all right, so before we get into the uh, patriotic episode about our favorites, our not-so-favorites, so on and so forth, I have a little surprise. I was actually able to uh, get an interview um, with one of the most patriotic uh, wrestlers in history. Um, so I'm going to play that for you guys. So this is an exclusive from the You Wish You Could podcast. This is uh, an interview with an American legend. Hey everybody, this is Mike Canatel from You Wish You Could Podcast. I got a special guest right now for the July 4th uh, weekend episode. Our Mr. American Patriot himself, Mr. Lex Luger. Hi Mr. Uh, Mr. Luger, how are you doing today? Um, thank you for uh, agreeing to do this for us and uh, joining us on the Saturday edition uh, for 4th of July episode uh, for the You Wish You Could Podcast. Super Saturday, what is it? I don't know what it's called, what is it called? No, it, no it's not called Super Saturday. I said it's on. We're recording on Saturday. Uh, it's the You Wish You Could podcast. Uh, Lex, uh, sorry. Can I can I call you Lex? I'm one of the biggest legend stars ever. This God. Well, no, no, no. I, I understand you're a legend. I, I just wanted to know if I could call you Lex. What kind of disgusting, despicable, despicable lack of respect? I, you know what? I I'll just call you Mr. Luger because apparently that totally threw you off. Um, Let's. I guess let's get right into this. Um, let's get the ball rolling. What's, uh, what's something you're going to be doing on this uh, this weekend, this Fourth of July weekend, Mr. Luger? Look at me! I'm a total package. Your day has come. Now it's my turn. So what do you think of that? Uh, yeah, I'm not even sure what what that means. Uh, <coughs> fine. Um, 
could you give us maybe some insight into your career, maybe something people don't know about you? This right here, my friend right here, is just one weapon in an unlimited arsenal at the disposal of the Narcissus Flex Luger at any given time. No wrestler has ever been in the World Wrestling Federation that wrestles like me, nor looks like me. I'm going to make a firm believer on you. Okay, clearly you were not prepared for this. How about we try to do this again maybe sometime? We'll have you on, you can come join us. Can you afford to pay me a um, no, Mr. Luger, we, uh, you're doing this for free. We never agreed to pay you. I'm pissed now! <laughs> Thank you. Can you please that tooth by two, Billy? You wish you could podcast people. So, uh, yeah, needless to say, it was tough to get Luger, uh, <laughs> cooperate. <laughs> Best promo ever. <laughs> you knew Billy. Uh, my name's Mike. Can I tell <laughs> Everybody told you my name is Mike. <laughs> so hopefully that's something we can definitely do oh down my the road. God, I wasn't ready for that. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't ready. No, uh, he wasn't no. ready. All right. Uh, um, so with, with that, let's uh, let's talk about Americana. Um, do you want to? <laughs> Would you like to do our favorite American heroes, our favorite villains, or I have also failed anti-American attempts, too? Oh, boy, this is going to be a great episode. Harry, <laughs> hand me the encyclopedia. <laughs> Want to go into anti-American villains? All right, let's go into anti-Americans. Oh, we're going to start with this shit. <laughs> we're going to start here, and we're going to end strong. Iron Sheik, number one. <laughs> he's, on, he's on my list. Of, of what? course he is. Of anti-Americans? He's, oh, yeah. yeah. But yeah, we'll, we'll go into that in a, in a, in a bit. Okay. Um, Apparently started. I'm, we're going to start? Yeah. We're going to do the anti-Americans? Yeah. Okay. I got a couple of them. Go. Um, and we can just kind of rotate around. I have the Iron Sheik as one of them. Um, but I'm going to go more modern and uh, go with the Heart Foundation. I had them on uh, here. Uh, because they did an amazing job at like making <coughs> American people hate them. Uh, like, legit fucking hate them. Yeah, they couldn't go. And what was great about the Heart Foundation, too, and what made them such great anti-Americans was any American city they were in, they were booed. They, they couldn't get in the ring with and start talking without people just going off on them. But if they were in Canada... Fucking forget it. These the people were, were all about it. Remember the flag yeah. match? Yeah. <clears throat> it was amazing. That was Even crazy. in Europe, they were over like crazy it's, too. They yeah. just set up such great matches, such great feuds. Canadian Stampede, and the it, pay-per-view. Like, it like got people super, super interested in what was going on with them because they were just so heated at them. They had, a, a, They're like the best modern anti-American heels aside from Rusev who yeah. I think is one of them, but I didn't put him on my list because the Heart Foundation, like, as a collective unit, which was a bunch of them, um, yeah. were fantastic, like, anti-American. They all worked well together. Mm-hmm. You got anything? Um, my biggest one, I think my uh, my greatest um, anti-American, also the second greatest American, Sergeant Slaughter. I had Sergeant Slaughter. Why, Brian? I fucking love you. <laughs> I have. I was like, if he was going into it, I was like, I, oh, he's gonna say. It. I have Slaughter <laughs> on here too. Yeah. I ironically have Slaughter hands on down. Both. I, I hands think, down. Yeah. The greatest villain, Brian. Please take it because I think I know what you're gonna say. Yeah, go for it. He, you do not have as big of a heel one as he has without him being the second biggest American icon ever. Correct. The guy has a freaking GI Joe. Yeah. Who else oh has that? 
No one. Oh my god, Brian, you were god. <laughs> Fireworks go in <laughs> on He's talking about the. He's, he's saying every. I'm telling you. Everything this kid is saying right now. Is what I was just gonna say. Yeah. I don't even have to talk right now. We would Which, appreciate that. Actually. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> can, can I add on to Brian Sergeant Slaughter thing for a minute? Yeah, because, because how we kind of just went from Heart Foundation to Sergeant Slaughter. The Heart Foundation, we were very aware that what wrestling was. It was an enter- a form of entertainment. When the turn of the '90s, when Slaughter was yeah. who he was, <laughs> and we were at the first Iraq War. Yeah. This was real heat. This was real live heat. <laughs> Peep, I mean, his family was in danger at Bro, some point. Oh my god, dude, this is perfect. <laughs> this, I mean, no, this was real, it was shit. real shit. And like, cause yeah. be, because people were so behind our troops in our country mm-hmm. that Slaughter was like the worst person yeah. that could have ever happened to anybody. So he that burned was, the American flag. And here's the thing: I know you guys have him on your other list. It's alarming to me that this guy was a turncoat for for the American troops. He's a turncoat. He turned and was for the Iraqis, and we were very quick to be like, oh, yes, Slaughter, come back. You can be an American again. We're good. We forgive you. You're Mm going to be all high and mighty now. What the fuck? (laughs) What is wrong with America? What is wrong with you people? (laughs) Who forgives someone like that? Um, Well, he went back to red, white, and blue. But anyway... Um, since they pretty much took everything, I was going to say. I'm sorry. No, 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 it's perfect, dude. I just love, I don't have to, we're on the same page. That's it. We can skip me and we can get this ball rolling. But the only thing I have to say, fun fact about Sergeant Slaughter. Fun fact number one of them. I'm pretty sure, if I, if I remember correctly, he is the first wrestler to use a theme song. He, used he was national, one of the very first. He used the uh, the national um, he, anthem. Yeah. He came. Oh no! What I did think he the, come out to? Uh, the, the um, uh, Pledge of Allegiance. That was the Marine Corps. Yeah, the Cadence. Yeah, whatever it was. Yeah. Yes, that one. Hmm. Wasn't he? I'm pretty sure. One he of was. the first. Him and the Freebirds. They were very close to each other. Free no. Freebirds were the first, first person to. Yeah. Uh, that's what it was. Okay, I was because I was like, there's somebody else. Freebirds were the first person to come out to music. Okay, the first person I care about. To come out, with dude. Music. Come on, bash like the slaughter. All right, let's uh, get this right. ball rolling. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was aired on the last episode. We have to record that. Yeah, we do. No, we can't. We're done with. We we got a. One more. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's another one. It's uh, surprising, and a lot of people don't think about this, but there's also the Undertaker. You know, he had the American Badass phase those couple of years, but even if you go back. Who was the surprise member of the 1993 Survivor Series team with Luger and the Steiners? It was originally supposed to be Tatanka. It was the Undertaker. Undertaker took his place, and he revealed the American flag under his uh, trench coat. Mm. And it was the original 13-star circled colonial American flag. But we're, we're talking about anti-Americans. Uh, what the hell? Are, are all, uh, I was uh, like, wait, when was Undertaker? I got confused with the slaughter thing. <laughs> I mean, that's it's, like, just saying. <laughs> I got confused. It's definitely a great thing because you, don't, you didn't really realize how big into, like, America and everything Undertaker was until he became the American badass. So that was absolutely 100% accurate. <clears throat> um, but when I, we were like, Undertaker was an anti-American? What the fuck? Yeah, I got confused. My bad. Um, I, I, I had very that. simplistic people. I had Sheik, Slaughter, the Hart Foundation, and uh, Volkov. Yeah, Volkov was good, too. Yeah. yeah. But the Sheik, let's touch on the Sheik for a minute, because... Please. <laughs> I love him. You can do it. Like I love him, but he was so... 
like when Bob Backlund had the title for he had like a six year run. Yeah. Sheik took it from him. He was like I mean, Sheik was was bad before that. People hated him. He was a huge heel. Um but then you you know, he'd hock the loogie and spit on the ring and he'd be like, America Hock you know <laughs> he'd be crazy. But um he made Hulkamania. Yes. Mm-hmm. He um, he's the reason why we had on the flip side the all American yeah. the probably the biggest American hero in wrestling, which was Hulk Hogan. Mm-hmm. Would not have happened if the Iron Sheik, if he did not lose the title to Hulk Hogan. So let's just Agreed. put that out there. So the Iron Sheik was part of changing the the pace of wrestling and putting it in the mainstream, which is awesome. But he was a fantastic heel at doing that. So I got one more group. Um, Anti-American. The the Un-Americans. They were. I think they were pretty good for their time. Mm-hmm. You know, Tess, Lance Storm, Christian, yeah. Jericho in there at one point. Just, uh, again, another um, group of Canadians. Was, that what was another? Um, it just happened. Seamus, Del Rio, Rusev. Th- League of Nations. So, they, they weren't really anti-America See, as much. You guys remember, I, I don't remember which uh, WrestleMania uh, WWE game it is, but it's the one where the United Kingdom is the yes. storyline. You know, yeah. I think you're Seamus, right? Uh, Wasn't you, that like- you'd play through as, against Seamus. It's Seamus, Wade Barrett, William Regal, yeah. and, and Drew McIntyre. Yeah. Wasn't that 12? I think, I think 12. so. Oh, 12 right. 13. And they kind of like predicted the League of Nations essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Something. Well, I just think they took that storyline. It was the United Kingdom. Yeah, if you would have went with that, well, obviously they couldn't go with the United Kingdom because, you know, they already used it in the video game. But it, the League of Nations, dude, they had like an Irish dude was the WWE champion and then you had those other dudes who were all great talent. You had Rusev, the United States champion and... You did nothing with yeah, it. Yeah, no, they shattered that over that. That potential to actually make that white <coughs> son of a bitch Sheamus relevant. And you could have added could, to it, too. You could have added Kevin, o- Kevin Owens. You could have added the NWO now. Like, we're well, within reason. No, you I could, mean, within they could have had Wade Barrett bring the U- European title back. Uh, that would have been fantastic. Yeah. I mean, Wade Barrett. Everybody wants that belt back. Wade Barrett's yeah. a, a wasted talent, unfortunately. Um, I think we're... I think personally that he there could have been so much done with him especially the bad news barrett character um i think the only problem i've got some bad news it it was funny when they were on the jbl cole show that's why yeah he got over on that i think the only problem i ever had with wade barrett is he never had like one theme song like it was changing like every week yeah until he figured out like this one works (laughs) um uh any other anti-americans i mean there were but well i have a couple (laughs) those were my mains Here's some of my failed anti-American attempts. Uh, Muhammad Hassan, which could have been literally one of the best anti-American storylines, and just he was a great in-ring performer too. He had the physique to do it; like he just had everything about him was perfect. But they just really timing. Yeah. Well, look what happened with one of their big angles with him. The same day they have four guys ambush Taker with the London subway subway bombing. Yeah. So they had to scrap that whole thing right there. Like, yeah. They basically fired him right after that. The USA Network said, get him off television. Yeah. yeah well, when like, you're on the uh, USA sorry. Network, so. Yeah. Sorry, guys. He's gone. Yeah, but that's the thing that makes a great heel. That's Correct. that's what made yeah. Sergeant Slaughter. Exactly. Was because this war was going on, and he was a turncoat, and he actually was, was helping the Iraqis. So him being on our TVs, being an American soldier, 
you know, um, on the other side working for the other team is what made that magic. If if they were like pull slaughter from TV, we don't want to have, we don't want to offend people with the Iraq War. We don't want to offend people who have soldiers in this war. This would have never, you know what I mean? Like no, it, it would have never worked. Yeah. So it's like people are so sensitive, and it's like let it happen, man. Let us like use real life events and make people sensitive to it. That's what makes us feel, and that's what makes this product good. Is when we can feel. Yeah. I mean, to quote Chris Jericho, just drink it in, drink man. It in. <laughs> um, a more modern failed attempt at a, an American anti-American was, I think, La Resistance. Thank you. <laughs> You welcome. <laughs> Sorry, it's just like everyone's reading my mind tonight. I'm good. Uh, they great tried tech team. so hard to get them over. They were yeah. good workers and everything. Yes. Except for when they turned Rob Conway into them, and but, yeah, he wasn't. He was really American, and they tried to turn him. And it was just it was very horrible. weird. Yeah, like I said, it was just a failed attempt. And then honestly, I think that if they would have done it the right way, Ludwig Borga would have been so good of an anti-American because pinning him up against the American guy at the time, Lex Luger was like America versus, you know, the non-American guy. Yeah. See, and I feel like Luger was a failed attempt. As an American? I do. I loved the narcissist Lex Luger mm -hmm. in, you know, in WWF, but um, when he they became this, like, all-American Lex Luger, things, like, I feel like changed, and they almost, like, kind of like a Roman Reigns. Like, I feel like they were pushing that on people. 100%. And aside from children, like, nobody was really having it. Like, it was just kind of like... No. It's the fucking narcissist. I mean, he you didn't know? win like, the title for a very specific you know? reason. You wouldn't like, want to ride the Lex Express? No. <laughs> and I, did we get that? Did we get that song? I can get it. The hero song? Holy yeah, shit! <laughs> How <laughs> embarrassing! Like I fast forward that when I watch SummerSlam '93 because I'm like, bad. this is awful. This is yeah. terrible with his fucking American Zubas <laughs> <laughs> with the American flag on them. I was like, this is awful and failed and it's terrible and what a waste of money. Was that the uh, the SummerSlam where he beat Yokozuna but didn't win the title yeah, because he's by count out because it was a count out fucking yeah. horrible the yeah. arm play carried him around one of the worst SummerSlams like of in history that year was just awful I'm sure I, could I think we've talked about that a couple different times Brian <laughs> how like 93 was just an yeah. awful year it was an awful year for wrestling <laughs> yeah uh, in general alright so you know what let's do it let's go right into American Heroes Wait, no roll back real quick roll Great back anti-American um, Yokozuna yeah. Wow. Why didn't? Yeah. yeah. I think for that time period, especially going against Lex Luger, yeah, he may not have been the greatest uh, American. At, he might have been failed a little bit, but Yokozuna was the perfect foil for him. Yeah. You know, the big guy. You got to try to take him down. He stands over everybody. I Except think he like was one God of the better. Awful magic and Hogan. And Mr. Oh, Fuji. Yeah. Well, now that we're talking about Yokozuna, Mr. Fuji, like, throughout yeah. time, Fuji Vice was, like, this yeah. anti-American manager through, like, history. Yeah. I think it's He was the Japanese Bobby Heenan. <laughs> yes, he was. Yeah. I no, think what uh, helped him was his uh, his racist salt. Uh, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it preserved everything in it. So, uh. Which, by the way, I didn't, um, I didn't know Mr. Fuji was Hawaiian. Yeah. What? I'm I had surprised. no idea that he was Hawaiian. I'm yeah. not surprised. I didn't know that until you just said that. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know that until before when I was looking stuff up on him. That's Yo interesting. Yokozuna was Rodney from the Bronx. Well, no, I knew that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like I knew Yokozuna was not Japanese. Yeah, I never knew he, that Mr. He, Fuji wasn't Japanese. That's interesting. No idea. Not okay. surprised. Fun fun it fits with what they yeah. do. They rarely ever cast... Yeah. And that's what they actually are. You're a yeah. black guy. You can play a Chinese man, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting. So we're going to go into our All-Americans? Yeah, let's do it. Um, can, can, I, can I start? Because of course you I can. I know somebody's going to pick up and I want to do it. Go ahead. Okay. Fucking Kurt Angle. <laughs> the greatest 
all American, American, American of Americans, Kurt Angle. Yes. You got an Olympic gold medalist, one of the best WWE rookie years ever. Yeah. Intercontinental champion, European champion, undefeated for, until Royal Rumble. Technically not, because that was an illegal choke. That was an illegal choke. Um, that was great. And it was a joke, right? <laughs> it was a joke. Get your right out. Choke, right? <laughs> the whole locker, like the whole pay-per-view, you just see him in the locker room and he goes, no, it was wrong, right? No. He's getting crazy. It I good. love it. That was good. Yeah, but Kurt Angle was just fucking awesome. And he kind of did something that was almost unheard of. He was, I wouldn't want to say anti-American, but he was an American heel. Well, and it was weird. That's what I was going to say, too. Like, even when he was a heel, he was still an American hero. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. that's how people still... I, I mean, well, I when, he was a, when, when he first came in, he was just a snobby, like... American. Asshole. Yeah. yeah. Like a snobby American asshole. Like, I'm, I'm an American hero, and I'm cocky. And but he still was. He, yeah. He used the, I'm better than you. Yeah. That's yeah. why I won a gold medal. I'm yeah. better. What's more American than that? I, I'm a real American, <laughs> damn it. Yeah. He worked that well. Yes, I did. mean, he was. It was true. Mm-hmm. That was the great thing about Kurt Angle is he had everything to back it up. There was nothing that was false about him. That was all him. Correct. Mm. Very good way to start it off, sir. Oh yeah, great. Oh, my God. I yeah. love him. Yeah. Um, I just want to throw this out. and This is very uh, debatable, but I think Stone Cold is one of the biggest American heroes because he's your everyday American. Like, he's the beer-swilling, cursing... You know, kicking people's ass American guys. And it's like, you know, we talk about, like, American heroes of, you know, like, patriotic and stuff like that. But, like, an American is is stone cold. Is my dad sitting on the fucking couch drinking a beer watching, you know, <laughs> CNN. Like, that's that's my, but that's an American in there. We usually call them alcoholics. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I got one to help you with your point. Yes. What? I got one to help you with your point. Good. The original. Bruno San Martino. Mm. The hardworking. Yeah. Italian, Italian yeah. Italian metal, Im- immigrant, the backstory, everything. He wasn't booked as, an, you know, the All-American or anything, but he had the All-American story. Correct. I think he's probably, it's got to start with him. I agree. No, that's good, because that's what, like, this country is kind of built on, was people coming here and becoming Americans and building yes. their lives here. Yeah. So, and absolutely. he was champion for eight years, and yeah. everybody loved him. And I talked to my wife, Yaya, about how awesome Bruno San Martino was all the time. What? Her that doesn't even mean her like private part. <laughs> I, was <thinking> <laughs> I was like, listen, talk, Sam's yaya. You talk to Sam's yaya, like he goes in bed and you're like, oh, Bruno San Martino, like, and then I was like, oh no, she's Greek. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you about G or no? no, no oh, okay. Her actual uh, her Greek grandmother Yaya. Uh, we talk gotcha. about Bruno San Martino and old school. Wrestling Wait, so Yaya's a wrestling fan? Well, what she Jeez, was so like. She watched wrestling before we even knew or were born to know what wrestling was. We weren't even a thought yet. We That's weren't legit. even a thought. I don't even think our parents were thoughts yet. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, I just need to run this down real quick. Go. Kurt Angle, he is six foot tall, 250 pounds. He and you from, can't teach that. He is from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And His you can't teach that. His move was the ankle lock. He was a one-time European champion, a one-time hardcore champion. Intercontinental Champion, United States Champion, World Heavyweight Champion, WWE Tag Team Champion, and a four-time WWE Champion. Kurt Angle's the man. Yeah, absolutely. And when he shaved his head, the guy... He looked even more badass. That's great. More badass. And then when he got the mouth guard, which, by the way, he is is on my top five matches of all time. 
Shawn Michaels, Kurt Angle, mm-hmm. WrestleMania. Oh, yeah. One of the greatest, greatest matches. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> matches I've ever heard. Greatest. That was a great match, right? Hey, great. Great. It was really great, mate. It's great. It was really great. I enjoyed that thoroughly. Um, so right, to tap on. onto the like the non-traditional Americans, Val Venus. Because what's more American than being a porn star? And selling pop now too. Wait, what? Yes, yes, yes. He owns and runs like a bunch of dispensaries. Of course he does. Yeah. Why the fuck are you surprised? No, no, I'm not. That's out of Colorado. Was it John Morley or what the hell? Sean Morley. Morley. Okay, I don't know why John came in. (laughs) So I'm I'm surprised that I'm actually the first one to touch on this. Go. The American Dream. Dusty Rhodes. Dusty Rhodes. Um, represent. Um, Mary Jane Dusty Rhodes. so upset right now for some reason. She like, because she's making fun of us. This is what she's doing. This is her life, and she makes fun of us. Ooh, ooh, calm down, baby, baby, baby. Yeah. Okay. American Dream. Representing the common people. I wind and dine with kings and queens. Yeah. I slept in alleys and ate pork and beans. The son yeah, of a plumber. Yeah. yeah. Didn't tote around an American flag. Didn't wear American flag tights. But, but he was definitely, to. he was your old American boy. He didn't need it. He a was a man. Working hard with his hands. Yeah. No, I, he was I, like I, the working class hero. He yeah. didn't He didn't really need that gimmick. Okay, we don't need to talk about these people, but this is getting an honorable mention. Uh, one of my favorite, most <laughs> racist uh, American. Um, Lance Cade and Trevor Murdoch. Oh my so god. Redneck the Backwoods Rednecks. The Backwoods yeah. Rednecks from like the early, like the 2005 oh era. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> that's a nice honorable mention right that's there. That's an honorable I, mention. I, I got one more. Um, San Martino's predecessor, Bob Backman. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. What a fucking weirdo. Early on. Larry Sabisco. That's no. great American. All right, now we're just going on. He's we at Starbucks now, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> he? That's not right. He's he's a barista at Starbucks. Seriously? Yeah, I sent you that article. That's great. Not that long ago. I don't think I read that. You were, la- you were laughing. You, you put laugh my, laugh my fucking ass off. Then I don't remember this, but that's great. Uh, which which like Starbucks is it? Right? Was it Zabisco? No, it wasn't. It was um Shivani. Tony Shivani. Tony Shivani. Yeah. yeah well, well, obviously. I was like, oh, don't I Well, what else is That was my, my mistake. No. Larry Zabisco. Worst commentator in history, by the way. Oh, Larry Zabisco is in the Hall of Fame. That's yes, he is. Uh, yes, I remember him with his, his white... Uh, I think his white blazer. love Larry Zabisco? No. 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 Good. I like him. I think, there's <laughs> I think there's one more guy that I don't think anyone, anyone wants to mention just because none of us really like him, but we have to. Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Yeah, well, well that's I, thought a given. We were, I thought we were... It's in know. his song that he's American. <laughs> like, I know, but you, that we was... have to talk about it, I feel like, because, like, what was more patriotic in the mid-80s than him? Nothing. Nothing, like... Well, no, I mean, Harry before. So Slaughter or Sheik made, uh, made him. Made Hogan. Yeah. yeah. Made Hogan. Sheik, yeah, she, if it wasn't... For... Sheik, make Hulk Hogan fucking fag, you're a gay, you're a faggot, put you in the camera clutch! Break your back! Make you humble! I was going to ask this before. Have we all seen the Sheik movie? Or is there yeah. anybody that hasn't I seen the Sheik movie? I have not you seen need it. To, you need either. to watch it. Because um, Sheik actually specifically says, like, if it wasn't for me, Hogan wouldn't have been shit. Yeah. yeah. And I'm um, surprised. That's how he is. He's brash like that. Yeah, I, very. Actually, we it's actually forgot. Bad. I don't know if anybody mentioned this, but um, I know you said anti-American last, but uh, a good heel mm-hmm. American... 
JBL. Oh yeah. The you can say greatest American too, with all he does with the troops and everything. Well, yeah, he's just an American. Tribute yeah. to the troops was his idea, yeah. along yeah. with Vince. Yes. I didn't know that. Yeah, yes. Vince and JBL kind of. I'm not that. surprised. Well, JBL is cool. a freaking businessman, dude. Yeah, JBL businessman. He's a business. And that's another episode that I definitely want to do. Greatest repackages in WWE history. Ah, uh, that'd be pretty cool. I, I think that JBL is up there as that'd like, be a short list though. That should just be a gorilla position. I can, spot. No, no, no. I can probably there's so many Bray Wyatt, Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Rock. Um, our favorite. You. Husky Harrett was better. What? <laughs> oh, God. Ferrari engine in a te- in a truck. But yeah, I mean, I'm not going to go too much uh, into that. But that could definitely be a good we episode. We also forgot the Marine, John Cena. I was going to say that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> she's wearing the flag as a medalla. She's. Well, I feel like certain people didn't really need the mention. We know about Hulk Hogan. We know John Cena because that's like all that they are. Yeah. So was, I feel like it was a little bit more of people that... And then even most recently, the All-Americans. Yeah. We, the, the people. people. Yeah. You mean real Americans? The real Americans. <laughs> Zeb Coulter. <laughs> Nothing is more American than a rascal scooter. She's right. <laughs> Every Walmart in America has one. And nothing is more American than Walmart. <laughs> um, do we have anything else? The Mega Powers. Um, the, <laughs> they weren't really American. Well, well, I think you we want to do like events and stuff like that too, or? I mean, we got like, what? We tribute to the troops. The Great American Bash. The worst pay per view in history. Capital I was punishment? watching that last night. Wasn't wasn't the main event for Capital Punishment R Truth versus yep, John, John Cena? Cena with Little Jimmy? <laughs> Little Jimmy. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's about it. I think, yeah, American. I think we touched on everything we wanted to do Ted, tonight. Ted DiBiase. <laughs> I love me some Ted DiBiase. Mm-hmm. All right. No, I'm just going through the book right I now. I know. We can see that. All right. Um, so next... But the people with the ears can't see that. This is true. He's looking through a book. People. So what... Uh, you Ooh, see anybody, anybody in the future that can be packaged as... A great American great or an American anti-American? or anti-American... Jordan and Gable. That, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, you have to. Yeah. Mr. Well, you know, already play it up now. You know, I've been thinking about this, and um, the reason I kind of brought it up to segue into this, um, you have two guys who are great, you know, collegiate wrestlers and Americans and everything like that. Um, Jack Swagger's not doing anything right now. You can bring them up together, put all three of them together, and you already have Mike Rotunda working as an agent for you. Start a new varsity club. Hmm. Have them work at Seals. Rotunda can be in the mouthpiece. Gable and Jordan are good, somewhat decent on the mic, but they're not there. Swagger is awful on the mic. Yeah, he's got the lisp and everything, but you have Rotunda be the mouthpiece because he can talk. Mm-hmm. Start a new varsity club. He could be the manager. He can help them do heel- heelish things. You know, just something else to do. Something, you know, not exactly new, but somewhat newer. Agreed. I de- there's no doubt that when those two come up, they're going to be big guys. Like just as they're like they a relevant mean street posse. <laughs> Gordon and Gable. I don't. I think they come up as face. Yeah. Yeah. I, you can't take. You can't bring them up and make them feel. If their names were Clark and Gable. <laughs> <laughs> What's up? Can while we're while you're here, can you pull up that hero song? And can we end the show with that? Yes, we will definitely end the show with that. Um, <laughs> while I'm looking for that, what can, do you can think? Can we do a We the People? 
Yeah, of course. Because so. that, that just song really hits you. Uh, now, if you could politely stand up out of your seats, put your hand across your chest, and say with me, We the people! All right, so do we have anything for next week yet? Uh, do we know Heel what we're going to do? Heel turns. I think turns in general. So turns, just turns? Yeah. Turns. Okay. So, turns. Sorry. Uh, so next week will be a our turn episode. Um, greatest heel and face turns. Bless you. Um. <laughs> <laughs> smells like tacos. <laughs> um. And I think that's it. So, ladies and gentlemen, this has been You Wish You Could Podcast. <gasps> Wait a minute. I forgot something. This is a very monumental episode for us. Um, this is our 10th episode. And, uh, Apparently, it's not that monumental if we forgot about it. <laughs> I know. I can't believe yeah. I forgot about that. But there's only one thing to do when it's your 10th episode. And that's 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10. That's it. That's what I wanted yeah, to do. Yeah, that was fun. No Ty Dillinger fans out who, here, apparently. Who, who, who's, who's the, Ty Dillinger. Not a single who's Ty The Perfect Dillinger. Ten. Look it up. Perfect Ten. The Perfect Ten. You gotta look it up. He doesn't watch NXT, people. Yeah, I know. Yeah, look it up in your encyclopedia. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's called Encyclopedia. Me, it's pronounced Encyclopedia. Uh, they they, they <laughs> are coming out with a new encyclopedia. Encyclopedia. Uh, it's Encyclopedia. I'm sorry. Encyclopedia on Amazon.com. All right, I'm Mike Canatella. Perry Jericho. Brian Ortiz. Infamous Mike Vasey. And Dan Ortiz. Oh, and the Wrestling Wives. And the Wrestling Wives. The wrestling Joyful wives. Jocelyn. The Sensational Samantha. Oh, it's Lindsay's again. And Lovely Lindsay. Lovely Lindsay, that's what it was. <laughs> like the likable Lindsay. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, this is uh, You Wish You Could Podcast. It's too bad that we're too good. Smell ya! Always beside me Holding my hand Every step of the way Through these eyes You could do no wrong In these eyes You were brave and strong In my heart Those days live on you were my hero Hero You were my hero Whoa, whoa Yeah What does it take to
inside. 